everybody and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. This is another episode of Talk Radio and today's theme is Fantasy Draft Week. I'm the creator and host of the show. My name is Paul Salerno. I'd like to remind everybody that the Sports Comedy Show has two types of podcasts. One is featured stories where I tell a sports story with a comical spin. Then there's talk radio where I talk about recent sporting events and have a theme to the show. And that's what this is, talk radio. Now that we're going into football season, plus with NBA and NHL and playoffs and baseball going, I'm increasing the talk radio segment to three days a week. So for the next month or two, I'll be recording a new edition of talk radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and have them out before noon for your listening pleasure. This has to be the first time in history that we have all four major sports playing at the same time. So there's a lot to cover. And again, my goal is to bring a larger audience to the sports table by adding a little humor to the sports and make it more enjoyable for the average sports fan. So again, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, there'll be new episodes on the, Brous on the Buzzsprout Network, and you can listen to them on demand at your convenience. Now, I, I've had some fans ask if they can hear the show live. And for now, I record the show live. And as soon as, done, as soon as it's done, it's uploaded onto the Buzzsprout platform. But I have not been able to break the barrier of the live audience yet. When that happens, all the fans will be the first to know. So for now, it's on demand with new episodes coming out now every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Other good news is the website is now up and running. So when you get a chance, or the next time you're internet surfing, head on over to sportscomedyshow.net. Under the podcast tab, you can see a list of all my podcasts with a description of each one. And again, the website is sportscomedyshow.net. All right, let's get into it and see what's going on in the world of sports. Today is Monday, September 7th, 2020, and today is a holiday. So happy Labor Day to everybody out there. Labor Day is the last big holiday before the end of summer. And it's traditionally a big traveling holiday as everybody looks to get away one last time before summer comes to an end. Here in Las Vegas, it was, bu it, it was busy. Maybe not as busy historically, but nonetheless, I was out and about on the weekend and saw a lot of, a lot of tourists at the casinos and then I was glad to see every I was glad to see everybody wearing their mask and practicing social distancing. All right, let's get into some sports. So the biggest news in sports this morning is what happened at the U.S. Open in tennis yesterday. Novak Djokovic was disqualified from the tournament for accidentally hitting a line judge in the throat with a tennis ball. It was a freak accident. It was clear it was not intentional. Djokovic was just hitting the ball to the judge, but because he's so good, the shot was an absolute bullseye and hit her right in the throat. I saw it live, as did half of America. And once, and once it was clear what happened and the, line, and the line judge wasn't seriously hurt, I couldn't stop laughing at it. As the creator and host of the sports comedy show, you know, it's, it's my job to look for funny stories or sports bloopers that I can talk about them on the show. 
but sometimes comical content just slaps me in the face. And when I saw that, I had no choice but to, to, to run with this one and talk about it. It's, it's, I'm going to label this the Joker's Wild. What a shot. He didn't even look at her. But the shot took her down faster than a speeding bullet. Talk about pinpoint accuracy. I think the Joker should throw darts with his racket. He'd hit the bullseye every time. Are you kidding me? A no-look-behind-the-shoulder shot without even trying is nothing but net? Or in this case, nothing but throat. You can't make this stuff up. It's just that good. Unfortunately, the Joker was disqualified, and he feels terrible about what happened, and he immediately took to Twitter to apologize and express his feelings, which was a good thing, so nobody blames him because it was clear it was not intentional. Plus, thankfully, the lying judge wasn't seriously hurt. She got up and walked away. If the lying judge was paying attention, maybe she could have caught it, thrown it right back at him. Then we would have had a rally between the Joker and the line judge. But as it plays out, he violated the rule of hitting a line judge, so disciplinary action had to be taken, and the clear favorite to win the U.S. Open has been disqualified. Now, for those of you who listen to my show regularly, heard me say yesterday that I predicted the Joker to easily win the U.S. Open. I should have realized the only way that's not going to happen is if the line judge gets involved. There goes that prediction. So now the tournament goes on without him. Plus, let's remember the other two biggest names in men's tennis, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, both set out the tournament. So now the door is wide open for other big names like Medvedev, Dominic Thiem, or even the Zevers, Zevrev, I call him the Zever to step up and try to claim the prize. So watching, watching the rest of this U Open, uh, the U.S. Open is going to be exciting to see what happens on the men's side, at least because of that freak accident. Right, let's move on to some other big games yesterday. Um, the NHL, as we mentioned, they're, uh, they're, they're now in the semifinal rounds, and yesterday was game one of the Golden Knights versus the Dallas Stars. And the Stars came up big in this one with a one to nothing win. Now, over the last uh, couple broadcasts, I've been mentioning as we get into the playoffs and we get deeper and deeper, keep an eye on defense. And this goes for hockey and basketball. Keep an eye on defense because defense is what wins championships. So the, this was a very defensive-orientated game. Um, the Golden Knights went back to Flurry for goaltending, which was superb, but he gave up one goal. So the Stars open up the series with a one, with a one nothing win. Um, there's a lot of hockey. It's way too early to say who looks good or bad. Um, it was an exciting game, and uh, let's hope we get a few more as we keep going. Let's turn to the NBA. Um, Let's look at the Lakers, because the Lakers in Houston are in a heated series. If you recall, Houston took down the first game in a surprise. But yesterday, the Lakers finally came back, and they did beat Houston 117-109. to 109. And for the Lakers, their shooting game finally showed up. And we knew it would at some point, um, but it came up yesterday. Something worth mentioning is they had a big lead for most of the game. And then at some point, Houston did make a game out of it. 
They may have even had a small lead for a few minutes here and there. But um, you get the feeling that Houston just has that comeback mentality. And uh, even though the Lakers may be the better team, uh, I'm not giving up hope on, on Houston. And um, keep in mind that, that at some point, Houston's going to have these incredibly sh um, high shooting game like the Lakers did. So the series is now tied at 1-1. One and, one, and this is exciting basketball. And this, this series has the makings of, of going all the way. And um, I'm excited to watch it. Let's just see how far it goes. Then the other game, the other one was the Bucks finally pulled one out. The Bucks still have a pulse as they beat the Miami Heat 118 to 115 in overtime. Um, I, I thought I think the Bucks are still still dead. Um, the other big news is Guyanis um, went out with an ankle with an ankle sprain, and we don't know um, his status if he's going to be playing in the next game or not. They're sure going to need him, uh, even with him uh, down three to one. I, I do not see them coming back and winning this series. The Heat has been incredible. Um, they just depth at every corner, and, it, and, and it's uh, Jimmy Butler's show. He's running it, and um, I, I think they're a team that's, that has um, been the absolute surprise. I look for them to move on. Let's talk a minute about baseball. You know, like I said, all major sports are going, and baseball now all of a sudden is 40 games into the uh, around 40 games into the 60 game season, which means they're about the two third mark, two thirds mark. Normally, in a regular baseball season, this is where baseball becomes very long, drawn out, and boring. For in the dog days of summer, you get an additional 100 games. That, you know, it just gets it gets a little tiresome. But not this year. You've only got 60 games. So we are already two-thirds of the way into the season. Um, I'd also like to make note that uh, for those that listen to the show a couple of podcasts back, I talked about the cellar dwellers. I talked about the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I put a comical spin on them on what termites could do to a team. And sure enough, after I mentioned that, two days later, we had the first no-hitter of the season, and yes, it was against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I'll say it one more time. Do you know what termites can do to a dugout? Okay, let's move on. So let's look on the top side of things in baseball. The Dodgers are the first 30-game winner of the season. And the big blue wrecking crew is rolling. They're on. The pitching, the offense is coming around. Mookie Betts is hitting home runs left and right. Um, the, I think the Dodgers are probably the, the best team in baseball. American League, there's really no great standout. But in the National League, it truly is the Dodgers. And um, it would be something if the Dodgers finally win a World Series for the great city of L.A., but yet nobody can go to the stadium and cheer them on. And all they'll be able to do is get out on the streets and, and, and put those big Dodger blue waiver bands out there and, and uh, hopefully wear their mask as well. But um, that's what I, I can see happening for the Dodgers. Um, oddly enough, if you remember, um, if, my, if my memory serves me correct, the last time the Dodgers won the World Series, it was a, short, it was a strike shortened season. So that would be kind of odd if the Dodgers win this, if they uh, win another sh uh, shortened season. And uh, I'm going to have to go back after and check the stats on that because that just came to me. But I think that's true. At any rate, so... The, now, the other exciting thing about baseball is because it's only a 60-game season, 
all of a sudden, pennant races are going to start to pop up here as we're coming down to the final stretch. So as I looked over the divisions, the, the ones that you want to keep on uh, keep an eye on where I think we're going to have um, a good close pennant race is are going to be in the central divisions. Um, in the National League, you got the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. They're within a game. And these two teams historically go head-to-head -head with each other and, and, and like to, to, to um, knock each other out. So keep an eye on the Cubs and St. Louis. That's going to be exciting in the National League. The American League, things are going to be a little interesting in the American League Central because we're going to have, it looks like we're going to have a three-way race, the Chai Sox, the Indians, and the Twins. So it's always exciting when you have more than two teams going at it. You've got three teams, plus not to mention the way they redid the playoff um, picture this year where there will be an additional wild, play, wild card team. So who knows how many of these teams, if not all these teams, are going to make it. But keep in mind that pennant race is just around the corner, and, and you have to keep an eye on it um, with all these other sports going as well. You know, so let's not forget baseball. And uh, soon, within the next week or two, things will start to heat up. And I think baseball will get a little more attention than it has been because of all the other sports that are going on. Okay, as I mentioned, this week's theme is Fantasy Draft Week. And the reason I did this, I talked about fantasy a couple days ago on the show. But um, this is the week everybody is drafting their teams. Uh, football starts Thursday. Some of you may have already done your draft. Some of you may have it lined up in the next couple days. So all I'm going to do is just kind of go over um, some of the big names and, uh, and put my two cents in on what I think, where I think they're at and, uh, and, and some players that you might want to keep an eye out for and stuff like that. So as I was doing this, I went ahead and I was looking at Yahoo's cheat sheet and their rankings are the same as everybody else's. Um, they, they, everybody uses the same, the same um, ranking list, it looks like. Um, so I'm going to just kind of go down the list and, and talk about some of these players and where they're ranked and where um, you know, I think it's overvalued and then I think there's players that are undervalued. So, and, and again, the, the way these rankings break down, and I mentioned this last time, it, they all, it's heavily predominated with the running backs. I'm looking at it. One, two, three, four, five. The first five top ranks um, are running backs. And, and I, I think that's a fallacy. I, I don't think that, that those sh or should be your top five picks or, or, or look for these five players in the first round. Yes, they're good players. And yes, they're going to put points on the board. But uh, again, I, I just want people to keep in mind, if this was 1980, then yes, it's a running back league. It's a running back era. That's what happens in football in 1980. This is 2020. And running backs, are th it's not a running back league anymore. It's a pass and shoot league. So keep an eye on your quarterbacks and your wide receivers. They're the ones that get the 40 and 50 yard plays. They're the ones that find the end zone. And that's what gets you fantasy points. So please, don't be, don't be, get caught up in the hype of needing two or three running backs early in your draft and think, oh, there's 30 quarterbacks, I'll get a quarterback. No, get a quarterback, get a receiver early that's going to put points up on the board. Um, so for, for, for example here, I'm looking at quarterbacks, and can you believe 
that the overall pick for Patrick Mahomes, because all the running backs are stacked up there, is 25th. How can you have Patrick Mahomes as the overall pick at 25, yet on the quarterback, he's ranked number one? So don't, don't fall into that trap of waiting and thinking, oh, I can get a creamy quarterback. No, you want a Patrick Holmes. You want a Lamar Jackson. You want a Russell Wilson. And in the overall draft um, rankings, they're, they're, they're in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. You want one of those big names early that put points on the board. Even a Deshaun Watson, a Matt Ryan, they put points on the board. And the reason they put points on the board is because they are on high-scoring offensive teams. And that's critical. Don't forget that. Same with the Drew Brees. You know, these, these, these players, their teams are going to go out and score 30 to 40, maybe even 40 to 50 points um, for the most part every week. So don't st stick with the high-scoring teams uh, opposed to a, to a Baker Mayfield or a Cam Newton um, or even a Ryan Tannehill now because he's on Tennessee. These teams are only going to score 10 to 20, maybe 20 to 30 if you're lucky, points a game. And you're not going to get the huge production numbers that you need in fantasy. So um, Aaron Rodgers, another one. Just because he's getting older, everybody puts him, puts him way down on the quarterback list. He's number 19. No, you want Aaron Rodgers because he's on a team that's going to score 30 to 40 points, if not more, week in and week out. Aaron Rodgers has been a big name for forever, and he'll continue to put big points on the board. So you want to go with an Aaron Rodgers, and, and, and you'll feel confident with them once you start to see the production starts to line up there. So let's take a look at some of the running backs, seeing how it's a running back draft world that we live on. Um, the biggest one is, is Christian McCaffrey. And, and yes, uh, in this case, I agree because this boy knows how to run. He's small. He's quick. He, not only does he run, he is probably the best open-fielded running back out there because of his speed. Once he breaks it, um, he'll, he can easily turn a 10-yard gain into a 30 or 40-yard. And he's on a team that doesn't have much else offense. He is going to be the one who finds the end zone. So, yes, he's number one. He's number one for a reason. He puts the most points on the board. He puts, gets the most yardage. And he will put, do the best production in fantasy. Now, here's where my problem is in running backs are running backs, you know, two, three, four, and five overall that are listed as the best. Shaquan Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alan Kamara, Derrick Henry. All great, all great running backs, all big names. They're going to help their team get to where their team needs to go. Um, but they're not, they're, they're, those big names right there probably aren't going to do nowhere as big as your big quarterback names or some of those wide receivers that find the end zone. Take Dallas, take Ezekiel. Yes, he is the man who's going to run the ball in the end zone. However, take a look at number 41 ranked overall, Amari Cooper. Dallas is going to throw that ball into the end zone, and it's going to go to Amari Cooper. And boy, what a great value. I would rather have Amari Cooper a ranked number 41 on my on my first, second, or third draft, then shoot for a big name like Ezekiel Allett and, uh, you know, waste the number one draft um, on, on something that, that could be used towards a quarterback or receiver. So, again, I get back to, to that concept. I think the running backs are all great, and so is Derrick Henry. He's going to carry 
De- Tennessee, just like he did last year, how many points is Tennessee going to score in a week? Maybe 20, 25? I don't see them scoring 30 or 40 points uh, a week because they're a defensive-orientated team. Um, so please keep those things in mind when you're doing it. Um, let's look at some other some other names here that are worth mentioning in the running back era. Um, Chubb on Cleveland. Now let's hope Chubb has a big year. And uh, sometimes it, it's not so much the player, it's the team. We don't know what type of team or what type of year the Cleveland Browns are going to have. Are they going to be a playoff contender? Are they going to be a 10-16? and 16? Or are they going to roll over and do what Cleveland normally does and roll a 2-14 and 14 season? So you just don't know. So it is kind of hit or miss with some of those. You just kind of have to go with it. Um, he won, He's one that falls into that category. Um, let's take a look at some other ones here. Um, James Conner on Pittsburgh. Again, hit or miss. You don't know what type of year the Steelers are going to have. You don't know if he's going to be the only running back or if he's got three other big names back there with him. So um, here's another great one. Todd Gurley, now on Atlanta. Had a bad year last year, but Todd Gurley is still one of the best running backs in football. I would put him up there as far as an actual running back goes. Forget fantasy. I would put him up there with Barkley, Elliott, and even McCaffrey any day of the week. But because he had a bad year last year, he now, as far as running back goes, drops to the 20th rank. That's crazy. Now, he's on a high-scoring team. He's on the Atlanta Falcons. So, Todd Gurley may be a good pick this year, and he's somebody you can pick up, you know, in the second or third round. And uh, I would certainly keep an eye on Todd Gurley. He could be uh, a little gem down there. Here's another gem as I'm looking at it. And, And what an absolute gem this is. Raheem Mostert from the San Francisco 49ers. See, he didn't come on until the end of the season last year. That's when he started to rack up points, and then he, he blew up in the uh, in the playoffs, and, and everybody looked at him. But because he didn't come on to the end of the year, his numbers are down. So for running backs, he's ranked 19th. No, this is fantasy football. He's going to put points on the board because he's on a high-flying offense. That team's going to score 30 to 40, maybe even 50 points uh, a week, every week. So I would certainly look at him as a much better value than 19. Again, another hidden little gem that um, I think that should be keeping, that's worth uh, mentioning. All right, let's go over. Let's just take a, a, a quick gander at the tight ends. Now, we all know the big names, Kittle and Kelsey. And yes, you want them on your team if you can get them because they will go well, they should go early. It all depends what type of league you're in. Um, these are the tight ends that find the end zone, and they put six points on the board for their team regularly. They're the go-to guys. They do that. Same with Zach Ertz. Even though Zach, Zach's the exception of the rule because the Philadelphia Eagles isn't a high-scoring offense, but he is the go-to guy. So sometimes you got to find the go-to guy on their team. Zach Ertz is the go-to guy. He will find the end zone. So you got to kind of go through them one by one, but don't look at the actual ranking numbers. Look at the player. And sometimes, it, you know what I associate with it a lot of times? is the big money contract. When you see the big money players that have the big contract and name that you know, they're there for a reason. And they're getting that big t- contract for a reason. And that's because they do damage. So don't be afraid to roll a high number, uh, a big a big name contract, because they find a way to, to, to find the end zone. Um, 
Let's go over to the wide receivers. Let's finish this out with the wide receivers. Um, some of the big names in the receivers. Um, you got Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. And, yes, those are all big names. Those will all go first round. If you can grab one, do. Here's one that's interesting. is Julio Jones. Who, yes, Julio is an incredible receiver, but he's hit or miss. And last year, he, his year was not that good. Um, don't know why he's still ranked so high. So you're going to have to, you know, he's a roll the dice. He's a hit or miss. And um, that's what goes on with receivers because they are injury prone. So a lot of times you, you got to, um, you know, you don't know what, what's going to happen. Um, same with Cooper Cup, uh, the Rams. Are the Rams going to have another big year or are they going to fall? Or, or two years ago, they had the huge production. Last year, they kind of fell off. So if they don't have the huge production like they did, and, you know, a name like Cooper Cup's not going to be that big up there. Um, Odell Beckham, he fell off last year, but he's still Odell. I, you know, they, on a run, or for a receiver, he's ranked 14th. Um, overall, he's probably 30 or 40th. I would take Odell in the first or second round. Um, again, that's rolling the dice, but if he has a strong season, it'll be well worth the reward. Okay, so I think I've kind of made my point here on fantasy as we get into fantasy week. Um, fantasy is a fun thing. Enjoy your league. I am aware there's many different types of leagues. For the average player, the auto draft is always fun, and then you can go from there. For the people that got money on it, they're really involved, and they're really listening, and they're really studying. Keep in mind, we haven't played the games yet, so everything we're doing is on speculation. Sometimes we're spot on. Other times we're off. And sometimes when we're off, we don't want to see when things don't go our way or we chose somebody who, who didn't work out. But you got to do that. You got to be open-minded to the way things kind of play out. And don't get down on yourself. But if you do see that, then you need to make adjustments. You need to see who is coming up. Because there will be players that aren't on this top list. There will be new players coming in, especially now with what's going on. We, you know, there's not going to be the crowd. There's, um, they increase the roster. It, there's going to be a lot of different things going. There's, you know, the virus. So who knows who's going to go in and out, you know, without, with, within a quick notice. So be, be, the point I'm getting at is be flexible, keep an eye on it, and play your league out to the end and have fun with it. Okay, guys, we've come to the end of the show. And the show is recorded here at Studio 28, which is the home of the sports comedy show. Remember, I'll be doing new editions of Talk Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday while our, all sports are being played. If you have something to say, please send me an email at thesportscomedyshow at gmail.com. If you like the show, tell a friend so we can grow the audience. Have a happy holiday, and I'll see you Wednesday with another edition of Talk Radio.